kids Come join us at the corner Of the round table Welcome to the corner of the round table for Thursday, the 8th of February 2024. Now, I do apologise uh, for not producing anything last weekend. Uh, I simply just didn't have enough time to, to map out uh, my form guide and to produce something before the Saturday. So I do, again, apologise, but we're here Thursday now and I've got something for Friday night and something for Sunday for everyone. So you get a whole weekend product this weekend. A uh, bit of a summary, as always. 33 units I spent last weekend for a loss. Um, I returned 24.1, so down probably just shy of um, of 10 units. Um, I only had two winners. I had Hello World at Mooney Valley on Friday night and then Sun Lord there at Newcastle on Saturday. Uh, I took a really good price about the Ritz at Eagle Farm and he flopped, running a distant last. I did look at the stewards report because it, it just looked like something was uh, up with him, but nothing came out, but he does have to pass uh, vet check before racing again. I thought Midtown Boss was fantastic. Ray Magnero is just in this rich vein of form and was given one of the great rides by John McNeil there to, to get over the top of him. Uh, Billy Bronx, I think it was an end of prep run. Uh, Hellbent on you, which was at Newcastle, just simply got too far back. He finished off enormous, but um, he just wasn't good enough. He's another horse you can probably follow, and I think he'll certainly be winning a maiden in due time. Now, I thought I'd just give a bit of a first month summary for how my unit staking is going. So I'm at probably a 10.8% ROI at the present moment. So we're about where we want to be. I'd, ideally, I'd love to be upwards of around that 20% mark or ideally 30, 30 plus percent like we were last year, but we're just floating at the moment. We're having a couple of unlucky runs, a couple of um, photos for second and, and so forth. So I've just got to be patient, but we're still in the positive. So that's all that matters. Now I'm just going to do things slightly differently tonight. So, so I don't have anyone to kind of bounce ideas off or anything like that. I'm just going to go through each race at, at each uh, venue that I where I like a particular horse. I'm just going to discuss that horse, uh, except for the CF4 stakes where I touch on, um, I guess, the main chances in that. So we'll go to Caulfield first. So there's no rain predicted, which is really good. So I do expect us to be racing on probably a good three, good four on Saturday. Now we'll go back and look at last weekend's races. Uh, the rails were at nine meters and it was a good four and they ran some very, very fast times. And it was certainly advantageous to be in up on up and in and probably in lanes one to four, which is where I think every winner came from. Um, I think now with the rail coming back in the true this weekend, I think we're going to see much fairer racing. Now, race three is a horse that I have in the black book in the name of Verifier. So I did chuck him in there after his first up run behind El Salado there at, uh, I think it was Flemington. Uh, he has form around first to Maldon Red Sunset Station, so he does bring really good form for a race like this in a BM70. The concerns, are, I've got two. Um, the first one being he stays at the mile. I would have loved to see him step up to around the 1,800 metres or ideally the 2,000 metres, but I think that probably will be his target race and the likelihood of his grand final. 
The other one is another Will is in this race, who I think is a very good horse that's on the rise. Now, you'll note that that horse is actually dual-nominated, um, both here and at Randwick. And it's funnily enough, I've actually got a horse in each race, which I'd like to back if uh, another Will is scratched. So I think if I'm looking at it from a betting perspective, I think I'd like to wait for this guy to see him around the 2,000 metres, but I can certainly see the appeal of betting on him with Blake Shin taking the ride. He's in jumps from barrier six, and hopefully can be a little bit more forward and run and not have to flop out the back and try and loop them. Now, the other race, there wasn't anything else at Caulfield that really caught my eye, but I do want to touch on the first group one of uh, the 2024 in the CF4 stakes in race nine. Now, I think it's a really great addition. I think there's actually really five genuine winning chances and a few outside hopes who are probably more handicappers than, um, than anything. So speed map wise, obviously Pride of Jenny only knows one way and will likely lead this race from Buffalo River. Now V8 and Pericles have certainly been up in races before and I think Mr. Brightside will just be behind them. Now personally, I don't, I won't be betting into this race, but I am intrigued to see what the market does late and whether there will be a big push there for Mr. Brightside or they'll be looking to bet around him. Now, with Mr. Brightside, there's no doubt in anyone's mind when I say that he's probably one of our best racehorses here over the mile in Australia. He's raced against some of our best horses last prep. He knocked off Alligator Blood and I Wish I Win before running enormous in the clock space to just miss out from our Romantic Warrior. The only query I have with him is the likely, well, not the likelihood is, but is he going to be flat after that huge spring, which included six runs and a trial? Personally, my head says no one thinks he's just an iron horse who just loves to race, but that's just a slight query there. But the fact that you can get about $2, $2.05 about him is um, a really good price considering of the horse that he is. And you've got to remember last prep there at the start of the spring, he was a similar sort of question marks over him leading into the PB Lawrence, and he won that race uh, with an SP of $2 also. And then got Pride of Jenny, who I think has gone to another level since winning those two Group 1s over the Flemington Carnival. Now, she has some form around some very good horses, but the one thing I do notice, she hasn't, she doesn't really hit her straps in, in preps until about the third, fourth, or fifth run up. So she won those two Group 1s last prep, uh, fourth and fifth up. Um, so the question I have is, will she be wound up ready to go or will she need to build a bit more residual fitness given her, her racing pattern? And is the All-Star Mile probably her, her grand final this prep? Now, she does have that 0.8 of a length second to Amelia's Jewel second up last prep over the mile uh, at the Valley, which is certainly something that's going to be playing on my mind given the fact that um, Amelia's Jewel is a very good racehorse. We've then got V8, who's the new kid on the block, who a lot of people said would be a better three-year-old than a two-year-old, and, and I can't disagree with anyone on that. Um, I thought he was really good in that Australia Stakes there. Um, last start, first up at Mooney Valley. Uh, he beat home Southport Tycoon, who goes around early at a very short price favourite. Uh, recommendation and cross Haven with a big gap back to the rest. Now, this is a step up in grade, and he is um, racing against some seasoned Group 1 horses. But I think the real big appeal for him is, one, the barrier, and two, the booking of Damien Lane, who is just absolutely airborne at the moment. You've then got Pericles, who I, I really liked his trial there on the 30th of Jan there at Warwick Farm. He's got a great first up record and, and distance record. And I think at best, he's probably more of a miler, but uh, I wouldn't be penning it given his first up record here. 
We've then got a tissue who gets the services of Michael D, a, a jockey that I've got a lot of time for. Now, she's had two trials leading up to this, and from what I've read, she's actually being aimed at an all-star mile, which is quite interesting and not um, one of those 2,000-meter group ones. Um, I think given that, Waller would want her to be pretty sharp, um, pretty wound up and sharp, ready to go here. Now, she does actually have quite a good distance record. She's had seven starts for four wins and a second. So... It's a really, really good race, and it's not a race that I'm going to be betting into, unless, of course, some weird reason Mr. Brightside gets out to 250, 260. Um, but I think guns may head. I think Brightside gets the job done, but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Pericles or a tissue win either. Now, now we move on to Randwick there. Now, the weather, we've got one to five mils of rain expected on Saturday, but nothing else before. So I think we'll probably be dealing with a soft five at the absolute worst, but most likely a good four. Now, the rails are in the true position. Um, as always, with these firm Sydney decks, just keep an eye out for those first couple of races to ensure horses are running on down the middle of the track and it's not just the inferior ground. Now, we'll touch on race three. So... Like I said, with with uh, the verifier in race three there at Caulfield, I really like CR7 as a horse, and we well, I did back him last start there at Mooney Valley after we copped a really late drift, and I'm not surprised by that given the fact that um, Taylor Kennedy was the jockey and this horse had, was seeing Mooney Valley for the first time. Um, the way at which Taylor Kennedy managed to get this bloke to balance up around the bend there at Mooney Valley and absolutely rock it to the line um, says to me that a bigger track is probably going to be more his going and that's what we get here at at, at Randwick. Uh, we get to the services of Bankmore, which is fa- um, not Bankmore, sorry, Ben Mellum, which is fantastic. And this horse has some great, um, great horse or form around it in Bankmore, Dunkel, and Menable, who are all um, group group enlisted horses. Um, the only thing you'll need with this horse is to see horses running on, and of course, another will not in this race. We then move on to race four. So we've got Belvedere Boys there. Now, I don't normally bet into highways, but given this guy's setup, I think he's a really, really good bet. And Matt Dunn is probably regarded as the highway king um, in Sydney. Now, first up, I thought this horse was enormous, winning over the 1,200 metres here at Doombin in Brisbane. Um, now, the race was one at an absolute farcical tempo, which really didn't suit him, but he still managed to clock a uh, 33-second last final 600 metres and broke 22 for his last 400 metres. Now, he's one from one second up, two from two at the distance. He likes good and soft going, and he maps nicely to sit about three pairs back off the fence and just um, come down the outside and round him up. Gets Hippo, who seems to be riding so well and getting the best out of his horses. I think at around that $4 mark, I think he's a really, really good bet. Uh, we then go to race five, Gently Rolled. Now, it comes out of that BM78 one by with Lado, which is a horse that we backed in in the $100 strategies a couple of weeks ago. Now, that race rated a hell of a lot better than the BM88 immediately after, which was won by Sneaky Page. Now, I do understand Gently Rolled loses J-Mac after he's broken his toe, which isn't obviously ideal, but I think this horse maps really, really nicely to sit behind the speed and launch at them late. Now, Willado and this fella gapped everything in that race, and you would have seen on Wednesday if you were following Warwick Farm, Super Bright came out and won in a BM72, who was a distant sixth, I think beaten by about 3.6 lengths in this race. So the form has stacked up. 
And the last one there at Randwick that I really like is Race 9 in Marques. Now, I think the favourite at the present moment doesn't have a jockey booking, which I'm quite intrigued by. And I think at that price is actually a lay. Now, Marques has trialled up enormous for this first up assignment. I think he trialled up over the 1,200 metres, and Zach Lloyd did actually trial him. Um, And I think he's a great bet around the $3 mark there. We now move to Doomba. Now, the weather, they've, they've predicted showers for us all week here in Brisbane, but we're yet to see a significant downpour of rain. So I don't think we'll be dealing with a heavily rain-affected track, and I think it'll likely be probably soft five, good four come race time. Now, the rails are out 0.5 of a metre, so you, the, you can probably say that the rails are actually in true. Now, race one, Miss Bustlinger, comes out of a very high-rating two-year-old race there, won by El Mazillo. Now, that horse is actually going around as a $12 pop in the English Millennium, which is the feature race down there at Randwick. And now that first four in that race gapped the rest, and I think this girl should be winning this race. I just don't like the jockey booking. I've never had a lot of time for Andrew Malley. And now, not to discount him as a jockey, I think he's a really, really good jockey, and um, he's a professional, obviously, but... Sometimes he just makes some really, really bad decisions, uh, particularly when he's on short price favourites. Um, I'm not sure if whether the pressure gets to him or what it is, but I'd prefer to stay away given the fact that it is a two-year-old race with a lot of inexperienced and untried horses. Uh, we then go to race eight, Redwood Shadow. Now, he does get to his preferred trip now of the, over the mile, and he's on the quick backup, which I do love. Um the funny weird thing is he's actually never raced here at Doombin, which I'm surprised. He's just had the three starts at Eagle Farm since uh, he's come up here from Sydney. Now, he, he does get a senior jockey booking now in James Maloney, and he does actually map quite nicely from Barrier 4. I'm hoping James can get him out of the... Um, Sorry, Ryan Maloney, not James Maloney. Uh, Ryan Maloney can get him out of the barriers to sit a little handier and run because I think he's on the quick backup. He'll have the fitness edge. Um... Personally, it's an open race, and I'm probably not going to bet, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him uh, win this race. We then go to race nine. Now, I think this is the race of the day here in Doombin. Um, horse, two horses that have, have delivered for me this prep in both Kinlock and Boomtalk go around as first and second favourite. Um, Boomtalk was enormous there, and that Magic Millions race was was probably a bit further back than anticipated on the map, and Michael D managed to bring him down the centre of the track, and he absolutely rocketed home to the line. Now, Kinlock was first up there at Randwick with Nash on board. I was very lucky enough to get a bit of the $41 about him, and watching him get that um, that horse to, to win over the uh, in the photo was fantastic. Um, then he backed it up with a really good performance in the Sunshine Coast Cup. So I think the horse is absolutely airborne, and I think this race is probably a race in two. I'm slightly leaning towards Boom Talk, but the the high likelihood is that I won't be having a bet in this race, given the fact that both those horses are in really, really good form. We then go to race 10 there. So this is the best bet at doom and it's certainly not a five unit play at all but it's probably the best winning chance there at doom in my opinion now i was really keen on this uh this horse's chances last start at the sunny coast in a class six now the money weirdly came for heroic miss in that race and she duly saluted nicely with viminelle saving time ground 
up the rails and coming, finishing home nicely. Now, the horse did miss the kick that day, which was a bit annoying. So that's my little concern I have with the horse, but it is one from one at the track and distance. Uh, I think 1350 is probably more the pet trip. And if the horse doesn't miss the kick, I think it's a really good chance to sit more handy and run. I think it'll be too good for this field. Now, of course, I do have the $100 strategy and I have two tips for tomorrow night, uh, Friday the 9th of February and one for you guys on Sunday, which is my best bet of the entire weekend and will be a five-unit play for me. Um, so the $100 strategy is I'm going to Hobart race eight on Sunday, GG's Gemstone. I'm going to put $50 on it at $4. And then my second race is Mooney Valley race five tomorrow night and... Uh, Anne Juliet, I think is how I pronounce it. And I'm going to have $50 on it also. So the Friday night tips, we've got Hobart, race seven, Yellow Sam. I think it's the best horse in this race by a long way. And I think it should be winning. Freddie Kersley knows um, Tasmania relatively well. And he's got a great association with this horse. And then we've, I've mentioned, obviously, Mooney Valley race five, Angelette. Now, this is the best bet for Friday. Now, to the eye, the win at Mangarada over the 1,000 metres carrying the big weight was very impressive. The time also backed that up. Now, I think the... Given the way the race is set up, I think it will likely lead this race. And if it's certainly an on-fence day tomorrow uh, night there at the Mooney Valley, I think it will only enhance this horse's chances. Um, don't be worried about that 60 kilos that it's got to carry. Yes, it's got an apprentice and it might drift slightly for you, but I think it's a, it's, it's a great bet. Now, this brings me to the best bet of the weekend. Hobart Race 8, GG's Gemstone. Um, the horse was for so unlucky and enormous first up on paper you'll see six um six of 11 beaten 1.7 lengths but if you go back and watch the replay on taz racing this horse was absolutely trucking to the line and had he got even a remotely small gap i think he would have absolutely pissed this race in now he meets every horse that he faced in that race again he's better suited to Hobart track rather than the Launceston track which only has a short 230 meter straight the Hobart straight is 350 meters so I think it'll give him more time he's drawn really nicely and the fact that we're getting about four dollars about this fella is phenomenal given his SP profile um, I think he's going to be pissing this race in and I think he's going to win by more than a length or so so best bet of the weekend for me is GG's gemstone Sunday Sunday, Hobart race eight. Um, again, apologies for last weekend, team. Uh, and I hope everyone has a good weekend on the punt. We have our Punters Club annual lunch this uh, weekend, and we'll be uh, crowning our 2023 champion. Anyways, hope everyone has a good weekend, and thank you for listening.